Hi guys, and welcome to Tell Me About Podcast, where each week two nerdy friends deep dive random topics. I'm Laura. And I'm Tom. And today we are going to continue our discussion about TLC's problematic shows. So in part two, we're going to talk about a few more shows. We're not going to go as in depth as we did for the shows in part one, but then we're going to have more of a discussion about the shows that we have talked about and how we feel about TLC. I do want to note a trigger warning for this episode. This episode contains mention of grooming, sexual abuse, and domestic abuse. So the next show we're going to talk about is Little People, Big Worlds. So the show premiered in 2006 and last aired earlier this year. It tells the story of the Roloff family, where parents Matt and Amy and one of their four children have dwarfism. The show revolved around raising the family with unique challenges, as well as running a business, the Roloff Farm, which became a popular tourist destination for a while. The family was certainly endearing and quickly became beloved by fans. I believe this is TLC's longest-running reality series. The family, however, was not scandal-free for very long. In 2007, Matt got his second DUI, his first one occurred in 2003, and got his license suspended. Much later in 2016, Matt and Amy announced their divorce after 27 years. Amy claimed at one point that Matt had verbally and physically mistreated her, And there was a lot of speculation that Matt cheated on Amy with his personal assistant and his partner today. Then the worst scandal to come out in 2020, a senior producer on the show was investigated and charged with crimes against a minor. One of the sons accused this producer of grooming and sexually abusing him, although he didn't press charges there. So there was a potentially another victim of abuse by this producer And he took a plea deal on those charges, but only received 73 days in jail and four years probation. So I think, again, this this the fact that it was a producer of the show, again, kind of speaks to the complicity of TLC in this. Like, did they do background checks? How well did they know this producer? I I would like to think that they if they had any hint of this happening, that they would have removed him immediately. But I don't know that. And you can see on the other shows how these producers get so close with these families and almost become a part of them because they're spending so much time with them and they're there every day and they see the more intimate moments of their lives. And to have one of them take advantage, like that's so disgusting. Well, and, and, you know, again, you're a lot of times you're dealing with the same cast and crew for years and years and you're seeing them every day and you can see how it creates a, environment where despicably people get abused mm-hmm. and people get hurt yeah and it's all just part of the exploited the exploitative nature i think of a lot of these reality shows and again that's what it goes back to for me that these families and i talk about it a little bit you know at the end are they they were all exploited to some degree you know just just so, to make money Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and not only not even to make money for them, make money for the network. Yeah, and that that's kind of what I meant by that, that it was more TLC saw cash cows in these families, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they have cornered the market on this family's a mess. We're going to put them on television. Yeah. And that, again, just feels so icky you know, literally selling the drama. Mm -hmm. 
Now, lastly, this isn't quite a scandal, but the family did decide to sell the Roloff farm, and Matt and one of his sons argued quite publicly about it. Another one of the Roloff children said that the show is completely fake and the producers made up harmful storylines that negatively impacted the family. It's interesting to hear them say that. I think that's really the first time that I've heard from a child of these shows to say how harmful it was and how negative it was for them. So I'm glad that he did that, but I'd like to hear from more of them. Like, yeah, this is how it impacted my life, you know? Well, I think I think we all, I think you would always do. I think you always want to get that kind of inside story, so to speak, about what happened. But at the same time, I think a lot of these kids who are not, who were kind of brought up through all of this, I think, you know, a lot of them are older now and they've all kind of earned the right to their privacy. You're right. You're right. And I think maybe it's, I think it's, it's kind of, if selfish is the word on my part to want to hear this, you know, I, Obviously, if they want to, but yeah, I think you're right that they, after being through all this stuff, that they just, they want their privacy, they want to live their private lives, and, and I absolutely understand that and cannot fault them for that, but I would love to hear their story if they want to share it at the same time, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, in terms of being a train wreck or complicity by TLC, I, I don't really think this one was a train wreck. Like I said, it was really beloved by fans for, for a long, long time. I think everybody really loved this family, and I really do, you know, wonder, we can't prove anything, but how much did TLC know about this producer and what was happening? Again, I hope if they knew any about it, anything about it, they would have just pulled him or pulled the show, but we, we I feel like we'll never know that. They did say at the time, um, the only thing that they had said publicly about this was that they will fully cooperate with any investigation, which is such a PR thing to say. No? Well, it's, it, it's the bare minimum. Yeah, it is the bare minimum. Like you, like you, and nothing like we go to lengths to support our, our cast member and our other crew to keep them safe. Like nothing like that. Like, oh, we're just going to cooperate. <laughs> like not even an apology. Like, I, you know, this, I'm telling you, the more I researched and the more I kind of like wrote this out and went through this, like I really despise TLC for a lot of reasons. <laughs> TLC, like the, the more you're saying the the angrier I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you feel it too. Okay, it's, not it's just, just it's it's just awful. Now we have a couple more shows to get through, and it does get a little bit lighter, a, a less heavy <laughs> from here. So the next show that we're going to talk about is Breaking Amish. So this premiered in 2012 and last aired in 2014, and the show was about five young adults: Rebecca, Abe, Jeremiah, Sabrina, and Kate who are on a journey experiencing the real world for the first time. At least how, that's how it was advertised. Now, I remember when this was first promoted, I, I watched both you know seasons of this. I thought it was at least the first two seasons. Um, again, drawn in by this, loved the drama. And I even remember they used the Imagine Dragons song Demons to promote the show. And I love Imagine Dragons. So that kind of caught my attention. And you know, the rest <laughs> is history. So... The show told the individual stories of each one and the different challenges they faced navigating the real world. They had new experiences like seeing the beach for the first time, using new technology, and navigated through these emotional journeys with varying support of one another. The only problem was that it wasn't their first time leaving the Amish communities. At the time that filming began, all of them had already left. 
So as the show unfolds, they do start to talk about their past living in the secular world and as their secrets come to light. Was this the way they intended to tell the story? So did they did they intend to kind of uncover each other's secrets and be like, well, you had done this before and you had done that before. Was that part of the actual drama? I don't know. From what I remember, I think they pivoted as this started to come out in public that, that they weren't who they quite said they were. I think TLC pivoted quickly and kind of made it part of the story. But again, I could be wrong. And that may be the case. I, I do kind of remember part of this. I, I remember hearing about this. I don't think I ever remember remember watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we certainly have a lot of um, Amish communities in the vicinity of, of around where we were. So I think it's kind of fascinating to to at least I thought would to get a little more um, view into that world. But again, this like the other shows, this this was very fake, very scripted, and and looking back, it's it's very disappointing, you know. Um, some of the things that came out about the cast were that Rebecca had been married before and had a child prior to joining the show. Abe, who later married Rebecca, um, they had met before and he already had known her before the show. Jeremiah, the rebel of the group, already had left the Irish community three times. And Sabrina, who left her Mennonite community, had also been married before. And Kate, the bishop's daughter, had received a DUI in Florida and had already done some modeling before she pursued it on the show. So Kate's probably the worst one to me. The other ones, I, I guess I can understand that they certainly misrepresented themselves, but getting a DUI and, you know, already have done this modeling when she acted, she acted like this was the first time she ever done this. And this was a huge thing. And it's like, come on. Well, what you saw kind of was, I guess the under, what this kind of shows a lot of is how the sausage gets made. Yeah. And you, like I said, that actually came out on the show. That's why I think TLC pivoted when the start to, when this started to come out. Now, although audiences enjoyed the show, myself included, it was very scripted. Um, some of the cast hints or even refuses to answer if it's scripted. So I think that's an answer in and of itself. Um, season three and four brought new casts along with the same journey. I didn't research those seasons, um, but I'll guess that at least some of it was fake or scripted. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I like, I think what was, I think there was one from, um, like Los Angeles or something. I don't know. But it, to me, at least the cast wasn't as interesting as, as the first two seasons. But, you know. Now, there was a spinoff called Return to Amish, which premiered in 2014 and is actually still airing. The earlier seasons saw more of the original cast and their new lives and new ones were slowly introduced. Now, in terms of train wreck or complicity here, um, on this one, I'd like to say it was... Uh, a bit of a train wreck, but again, more complicit in this false advertising of the premise of the show. Like, like I remember the commercials. It was like, Oh my goodness, this is a brand new world. They looked like they had never seen any of this before. And it was, I mean, they were good actors at it, but again, did they get caught or was this their plan all along? You know, what do you think? I think there's always a little column A and a little column B. Um, I'm never going to give a network the benefit of the doubt. Never, ever, 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 ever. You really um, have some strong feelings about networks. Yeah, and we're, we'll get into that in later episodes because I I have a very I I'm I'm going to rant about the networks, and that's 
that's coming down the pike. So you can look forward to that. That's going to be my, my, my ranting moment. I'm excited um, to hear about that. They have to try and sell this as best they can. Mm-hmm. If you think about it and what sells controversy, mm. what sells salaciousness, that's what sells. Yeah. I still, even today, knowing all this, like I, and I remember even watching how the, like the secrets came out on the show. Um, it, it was kind of cute and it's certainly less harmful than the other shows that we've already talked about. Like this, this isn't a Tyler's and Tierra's type thing. Well, I would friggin' hope not. The next show was not really scandal prone though, but again, kind of like breaking Amish. It was misleading to audiences and guests on the show. So Long Island Medium premiered in 2011 and last aired in 2019. Teresa Caputo is a psychic medium from Long Island, New York, who connects with people's dead loved ones. On the show, she met with people mostly in her home and performed readings. The readings gave people details and messages from their loved ones and seemed to bring a sense of closure for many people that saw her. She referred to what she saw and heard as spirit, and she said that she had had this gift since she was little and didn't know what it was for a long time. Teresa also had a husband, Larry, and two kids, Larry Jr. and Victoria, who were also featured on the show. The family and Teresa were endearing and charismatic, and the stories of her clients and their loved ones were very moving, and it genuinely seemed to help people. Now, if you're someone who doesn't believe in psychic mediums, as in myself, behind the show's charm and heart is the exploitation of grieving individuals and profiting off of it. Teresa's abilities have been called into question many times when she isn't able to read people very well in a public setting. The manipulation tricks to perform a reading can be developed over time and is likely what she's doing. And with a little help from background research and editing, it could make it seem differently on the show. Now, Teresa and Larry unfortunately later divorced and she still offers her services today. Train wrecker complicity. So Obviously, obviously, I think it was complicit. TLC was complicit in exploiting these grieving individuals and fooling the audiences. But I guess my ethical question for this was, was the exploitation of helping people worth it? And was it harmless? What do you think? I mean, I think there are some people that I that I think understand what it is. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in psychic mediums? I do not. But I know people who very much do. Mm-hmm. And I, for them, I think it's um, it's very important for them. Yeah, yeah. It's and like I said, I you it was very. Some of the episodes and the stories were very touching, from what I remember. Yeah, I can't sit here and tell you that I subscribe to that. And I think, like with everything else, I think there's exploit exploitation. Guests themselves that are being exploited. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the extra layer of it. Like, it's not just the audiences. And again, it, I think it's different within the families because I think the parents, you know, sub- subscribe and sign on to that. But this, like, yeah, this this is a different level. This hits differently. It, it hits very differently. And if you've ever seen the John Oliver piece that he does on mediums, and then one of them that they show is is uh, the Long Island medium and, and just you know, basically just kind of breaks down the gunk science behind it, mm-hmm. essentially. And so if you haven't, if no one's seen that, I would recommend you you watch that. Do you find that on YouTube? Yes, we can. 
Look at me. I'm I'm uh, advertising for YouTube. Anything else you want to say? We got we got one more left. No, I think that pretty much is it on on the medium front. Okay. Now, this last show that we're going to talk about is wildly popular on TLC with multiple spinoffs. And I have to admit, I have never seen a, a full episode, let alone maybe more than two clips of the show. It's just not kind of something that I'm interested in. But premiering in 2014, 90 Day Fiance is still airing today. The premise is that couples, one an American citizen and the other a foreigner with a K-1 visa, have to get married in 90 days or the foreigner is forced to leave the country. As mentioned, there have been numerous spinoffs of the show and the show has a really, really good audience following, which I don't really understand. There are so many things wrong with the, just the premise of the show. So first off, it's very male order bride vibes and that doesn't always make for the best marriage. Usually doesn't. There's also language barriers, a cultural adjustment, as well as lack of presence of, and support from family and friends for the person being at risk of being sent home. In addition, these power dynamics and these relationships usually create a situation that's not the most healthy either. And the show has had a ton of drama and is a huge hit with the audience. And it's kind of TLC's version of The Bachelor is the way I kind of see this. And unsurprisingly, there have been many scandals over the years involving certain couples. It's too many to get into here, the, the, the specifics. Now, again, I kind of went back and forth of should I look into, you know, the most controversial couples? But, you know, after after the research I've done, I, I, I think just kind of summarizing some of the scandals that, that they had gone through is, is suffice for this one. There, I, I guess I just couldn't watch, like bring myself to watch it. Um, that, that was, that was another thing, but there was cheating and DUIs and drug possession and lying about children and past relationships. And a lot of the couples got divorced. There was domestic abuse and event uh, alleged sexual abuse as well. And finally, a lot of these couples didn't work out, even if they did get married and there's rarely a happy ending caused by these quote unquote romances. But again, the audiences seem to love it. Again, train wreck, complicity, I think this one is mostly a train wreck. I don't really think TLC was complicit in these scandals because, you know, beyond making these people famous, it was their own behavior, usually after the show. So what do you think about this one? This one of your favorites? Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, I just, like, all of this just seems so gross. Yeah. It, yeah, it, like it, I said, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to really do a full, full deep dive on this one. I just no. Like all of this, but so like, how do they choose, like who gets paired up with who? Like I, I think, from what I understand, again, never having watched the show, audiences, please educate me on this because you're probably screaming at me right now about how this actually happens. But I think it's, I think it's couples that are already in this situation. I don't think they're like paired up together. But again, I, I could be wrong. Like I can, like I can imagine if that was the case that like so many, so many problems come from. I just who greenlights this? TLC executives. It, it's oh my god, I'm in physical pain. Yeah, you look, you look certainly pained. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. So we're done talking about the bulk of the shows. And I just wanted to mention a couple other ones because TLC kind of pivoted to some degree to focus more on a topic rather than a family or the same group of people. 
So you have shows like My Strange Addiction, Hoarding, Buried Alive, My 600 Pound Life, Extreme Couponing, which they're usually very fake and over-dramatized. And this can be triggering for some people. And it also can be seen as mocking to other people, um, especially My Strange Addiction. They have a lot of like um, non-food um, related addictions. And it's 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 very, again, very cringy, very train wreck, very like, look at this weird person. And I don't know, again, it's it's very sad to me. I think we as a society has have evolved past the need for TLC. Well, yeah. Like, uh, like it just all seems so just exploitative and you're like, and you described it like just pointing at, let's look at this, look, let's look at this person's plight. Mm -hmm. Let's laugh at point and laugh at this person's plight. It just, why? Well, let me, let me ask you this. So in terms of like really looking at like, why or what I asked in the beginning, why do we watch train wrecks? Like, is it to be judgmental, to feel better about our own lives? Is it escapism to some degree to a world that isn't ours? Are these people relatable, but not too relatable? Like, are you think it's any of those, all of those? I think it might be any and all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it might be, you know, people like to feel better about themselves watching messes. I think especially today with so much negativity, going on in the world and, and, and struggles, you know, I think it is, it is part escapism part, like, okay, let me feel better about my own life. Cause this person, it has it worse to some degree, you know, it's, and it's very much just people want to be trolls. Yeah. They want to be and- trolls and they want to be snarky and mean and executives have realized that people will watch that in droves. Yeah. And I, you make an excellent point there because like I mentioned, when, when the Duggars first came out, like social media, like was just barely, I think Facebook was just barely a thing. And as social media has evolved, like that's become a way for one audiences to interact with the cast and, and discussion about the show, but also to be even worse to them, like leaving them terrible comments, mocking them, making fun of them. And it's, it's just between TLC's behavior and now the audience's terrible behavior. Like, why would anybody agree to be on a show like this? You know, I actually go back. There was a movie years and years and years ago called Ed TV and it had Matthew McConaughey. He was like a regular guy that basically just, you know, gets followed around. He becomes a big star and basically everything about his life gets, you know, dramatized. I remember hearing, I never saw that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's, it's, it it has a lot of funny math. It has a lot of funny people, and Woody Harrelson is in it. Um, Rob Reiner. It, it has a lot of funny people in it, but it's it comes down to the fact that people, I think, sign up for it because ultimately, people want to be remembered. People want to be on TV. They want to be, you know, they want to be famous for for good things and and not good things you know whatever whatever the cost you know and whatever the cost they want to be famous Mm -hmm. because we've kind of built that up as the end all be all in this country of if you're famous you have everything you could ever want yeah and everybody i feel like i haven't heard this phrase in a while but everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame i mean i i don't think i'm one of them i I never would want to 
be on a reality show myself, but, um, you know, and, and I get it. They, these train wrecks make for good reality TV, which earns a ton of money. Like I do get it, but I just wonder too, though, like how much damage does it do to them long-term and the people around them, especially the children, like we talked about who don't choose it. Like how much does it even exacerbate real world problems and, and create new ones? Like in, in, in Josh's case, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's well, so it, many layers to this. It's something that I don't think we're ever going to really know what the extent of this is, is, Yeah. you know, it's going to be years and years and years, I think, before we get to kind of what the extent of, of all of this is on, on people. Mm-hmm. Now, moving to the complicity of TLC, because like I said, you know, I think you're feeling this way, like you'd mentioned. And after my research, like it's just it really made me think of TLC in a different way. Now, do you think that this is a pattern for TLC or do you just think that it whether it whether it's either, you know, willful ignorance or active participation on their part? You know, one, do you think it's one of those things or my other question for you, is this just common for all reality tv what what do you think i mean i think there's as part of it that is common for all reality tv because if reality tv didn't have drama didn't have conflict didn't have controversy no one would watch mm-hmm. and that's what you're watching you're watching for controversy yeah so you know i think when you when you look at it that way when you understand that there's always that that's always going to be an apparent in any uh, reality show. I mean, we had a reality show about, you know, people who were going to jail. Yeah. The, the, I still see reruns of what the Chrisleys. Oh, don't get me started on the Chrisleys. <laughs> That'll be the next episode. Luckily, they were on TLC. They would have been a part of this group yeah. too. <laughs> part three, the Chrisleys. No, no, we're not talking about the Chrisleys. But I mean, that is, that's a whole episode in and of itself you're right it's a it's kind of a it's a machine the machine constantly requires new content and as long as there are people who are willing to do put up with a lot to be famous you're always going to have there's always going to be people willing to do that yeah no i agree with you yeah now Yes, there are scandal-free shows on TLC, and there's plenty of, of other reality TV shows that have equally terrible cast members and complicity, but this is all TLC does. It is the longest-running reality channel, and all of their shows are reality. Like it's You're right when you say it's a machine. They keep producing this shit to kind of like see what sticks and to amp up the controversy. And again, like having what effect on the lives of these people. And it's like, and they're done with them. The show is over. They're going on to the next family person, you know, topic, whatever. And they have to deal with the ramifications of this. Yeah. Maybe they have some extra money in their pocket, but was that really worth it? I'd I'd love to know again, love to hear some of these stories if they, if they're willing to tell it, you know, and and I just bring back training places, (laughs) trading spaces. Train spaces. That yeah. was again. That was such a wholesome show. Yeah, like yeah, there was a little bit of drama, but like on the whole, it was it was a decent show. Or you know what? You don't even have to give us train training spaces. Just give us like something. Give us homes on homes. Like what happened to the educational? I mean, I know not a ton of people are like us. Where you know, I I, I will sit and watch documentaries all day. I don't care. 
but like give us give us some educational programming like you you really became the channel really became cartoony you know well and and a and e was the same did the same thing yeah a and e did the same thing you know you can go into a whole thing about a and e promoting a bounty hunter Mm -hmm. for oh i forgot about that one yeah you know following cops around all you know all night so, so many of these networks basically in a lot of ways kind of sold their soul for profit by jumping on this reality tv bandwagon because the more kind of train wrecky people you can find the more desperate they're gonna they may be to be famous the less you have to pay them and the more you can kind of profit off of that mm-hmm do you think TLC is the worst channel in regards to that stuff? Yes, because they all they sell is the conflict. It's, it's all they sell is, the, is kind of the the the, the conflict. Mm-hmm. That's all they sell now is the conflict. Right. So they, I I think they are worse than A and E. I think they are worse than a lot of these channels that do this now. Because again, it's very clear what their business model is. Mm-hmm very very clear yeah they don't hide it no not at all all right so my my final thoughts on this is is i really i feel that tlc profited off of vulnerable people and they are vulnerable people and they likely made even more money after some of these scandals happened they were all in these vulnerable places yes but they did agree to be on these reality shows i guarantee you though that none of them knew what they were getting themselves into and now these people and their families are permanently changed for the worst in most cases. And TLC is a highly profitable channel and corporation. Yeah. Just yet another instance of how capitalism is not great. Yeah. But I mean, to, to make it a little lighter, I mean, I, again, I, I will be watching the premiere of Sister Wives on Sunday. So I'm right in there. with <laughs> this. <laughs> But all right, anything else you want to add, Tom? So uh, just want, again, like I said before. Oh, uh, yes, I forgot about this. Tell us. Yes, I wanted to thank everyone to for listening to the first cut two episodes, especially their, our most recent episode, which was about Bill Barocco. Um, we, put a, we put a bunch of th- uh, stuff up on our social. Um, all, what I'll also put up uh, is I, I almost, I guess, as fate would have it, uh, I just came back from Toronto, and one of the places I went to in Toronto was the Hockey Hall of Fame. Now they don't have anything about Bill Barocco person uh, specifically in the Hall of Fame, but they do have stuff about that that team, uh, that team in the late uh, '40s, early '50s, and so we'll post some of that stuff up on our on our social if you want to um, if you want to. Read up more about it. It's like I said, it's a very interesting story, um, and yeah, we just we appreciate everyone who's listened, rated, re- reviewed, subscribed. We appreciate all of you, and you know, we appreciate we love the fact that you're in on the ground floor with us of, of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to build here, and we want to hear from you. You know, so if you have any ideas, if there's something, if there's questions um hit us up on our social media and you know we will do our best to answer them our hope is that 
at some point we'll have enough questions uh, to do a, a viewer or listener Q&A. I would love to do a Q&A. At, at some point in the future. Um, so please let us follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok, and let us know what you think. And we want to hear from you. All right, guys. So that is our show. So we are going to be back in two weeks with another episode. That's going to be Tom's episode. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at the Tell Me About Podcast, and send us email episode suggestions and comments at the Tell Me About Podcast at gmail.com. Have a good week, guys. Goodbye, everybody.